NHR the podcast with Junior and Pat. Moving over to the Southern State Athletic Conference here, um, a big time league. You know, I think uh, you know it'll start tipping off tonight, um, but I, I think you got uh, a chance to see four teams uh, uh, that could end up being in Kansas City. You know, I don't want to say four out of sixteen, but we saw it last year with Crossroads League. Uh, maybe this is the league uh, between uh, uh, Loyola. Uh, you got Talladega, Faulkner, and Stillman. Uh, I think those four are. are as good uh, as most of the teams in the league or in the country. Uh, and I, I think the Stillman group, uh, uh, you know, they may not make the top 25 just because they lost two more uh, times. Uh, but both of the losses were to Loyola, one in overtime and both by a combined of four points. So, um, you know, and the Stillman team is a team that we saw last year in Kansas City uh, lose to St. Francis. So, uh, you know, I really like the Stillman team a lot. I know they're the five seed. Uh, sorry, I know they're the four seed here. Um, I, I, they're a team that can surprise some teams just because they've played a lot of close ball games. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Loyola and Talladega are probably your favorites, uh, in this league. Uh, not probably they are your favorites in this league. Uh, but you know, right behind them, I think that Faulkner, Faulkner and Stillman upset wins here. Well, yeah. And you think about those Stillman losses, four combined points, that just, you know, obviously there's no moral victories, but that gives you confidence, right? Okay, we can play. Like, we, we're in these games. We can hang in these games. We can make a run at this thing. So, you know, teams should not be intimidated by Loyola. Teams should not be intimidated by Talladega just because they've been so dominant all year long. I mean, this is conference tournament time, right? This is time to just dig in and compete. And I think Stillman and Faulkner really are, are no stranger to the moment, and they're going to be ready, and they're going to be – they're going to give – you know, Loyola and Talladega, their best shot. I'm excited to see it all play out. I, I think, obviously, they have confidence going into this thing. And Loyola and Talladega are rightfully the favorites in this league. But, yes, those two teams right behind them are, are going to be knocking around on the door. Yeah, and, and the the good thing about uh, this tournament for Faulkner is it's played in their home court. So, um, you know, for them, it, it's a situation where, you know, it's a, it's a big advantage for them uh, when teams have to come and play them. So, uh, you know, for, for right now, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it's easy to say that, uh, that, uh, Loyola and, and, uh, and, uh, sorry, Loyola and Talladega are, are, uh, are the favorites to win this one, but, uh, yeah, certainly two teams behind them that we, we don't want to discredit either. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And then you start talking about uh, some of the players in this league and, um, you know, I think we've talked about this a couple times before and, and so you can stop me if I'm wrong, but. But, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting race. I think, I think it's a two-person two, uh, race right now for National Player of the Year uh, between Zach Reitzel and Alex Gross. And, and uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one, picking either one. I, I don't know who has it right now. I know that uh, uh, Alex Gross probably has all the momentum being the uh, two-time uh, National Player of the uh, Week, uh, back-to-back weeks here and for the third time uh, of the year. Um, but Zach Reitzel uh, – Man, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean anything bad to not to win National Player of the Year, but man, he's earned it for sure too. So, uh, interesting. The voters have a have a have a very very tough decision there. Uh, but Zach Reitzel leads the crew. Uh, he's a uh, South or sorry, he's the Southern States Athletic Conference uh, Player of the Year this year. Um, and, and even then, I mean, behind him, I mean, they even have a, a very very good player in Miles Burns who. 
Uh, he's going to be another All-American. I believe it'll be four-time All-American for both Burns and Wright Soul um, after this year. And then, uh, um, you know, two guys, I mean, Burns was even the defensive player of the year uh, in the league. So it shows the range that these two have uh, on both ends of the court just because how good they are. Uh, they're very good offensively, but they're super, super good defensively as well. Yeah, and you know the folks over at Talladega are saying, hey, we allow just 59 points per game. You're telling me the best defense player in the league doesn't play on this team? <laughs> but here's a question for you. Would you rather bring into a conference tournament a defense that allows 59 points per game or an offense that scores 91 points per game? Old me wants to say defense, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I know where you're going at for this, and this Loyola crew is uh, so – I think they're I think they're better defensively than what people give them credit for, just in the fact that they may give up more points than Talladega. But I I love both these groups defensively. I mean, we just saw them battle out for round two uh, uh, the other night uh, on Sunday. So uh, you know, I we I think we'll see we could see round three in this tournament, and then maybe even round four in the national tournament uh, uh, down in Kansas City. So uh, just a situation where I think it's going to be. Uh, you want me to answer the question? I don't know if I can, but I will say right now I'll take the offense because I think they can play defense and outscore you. Yeah. And, hey, if we're going to nitpick a little bit, Loyola shoots just 63% from the line, and they always talk about the importance of free throws down the stretch in these late games and these tight games. They're going to really have to dial in and focus from the line as these games get tight. Yeah, and that's a good point too. And and uh, when you're talking about championship makeup and, and what you're going to have to do, you know, uh, it's a very interesting thing because uh, uh, you know this this Loyola team actually averages more steals per game than tur- than turnovers, and and that is, uh, I mean, very very rare for anybody to ever do that. They're actually the only uh, team in the NEI, both men and women, uh, to do that. I, I should look it up, Division One, to see if anybody um, is doing that right now in the Division One level, but. Uh, you know, this is a team that their only loss is uh, without Miles Burns. Um, but uh, as we're talking about players across the uh, the, the conference here, you know, you, you got uh, Cam Potts. I, I think he's a big-time guard. Uh, you know, I know that Coach Wright thinks he's the best point guard in the in the country. Um, you also got Daryl Baker, who's, a uh, you know, in his previous league, he was the national player of the year uh, and then co-player of the year last year. Um, so Daryl Baker uh, jumping into uh, the Southern States for the first time this year, uh, he'll be end up being an All-American again this year. Uh, and then, uh, you know, this Faulkner team, you know, we, we haven't, we've talked a little bit about them too, but, you know, they're very, very interesting because they lost two of their best players, uh, one to transfer at the beginning of the year, uh, and then their their other All-American uh, got hurt in like the second game of the year. Uh, but then you turn around, you got the C.J. Hines, the freshman, uh, and then Jalen Perry, the transfer from Florida College, uh, that led him in scoring and, and picked up the slack and got this this Faulkner team uh, right back in the mix this year. So uh, CJ Hines, CJ Hines, a, a big time player, just set the school record in a game. Um, you know he's got over forty points, but uh, uh, big time score. And so Jalen Perry, Jalen Perry. I mean, I think Faulkner can score with people. Um, and then uh, even across the league here too. Even then, uh, you know another loyal kid, Brandon Davis. As a newcomer of the year in the league and uh, elite guard uh, that can stroke it, gives him another shooter on the perimeter. Um, and then Londell King at Stillman uh, is having a big year for them. And it's crazy because, uh, you know, Stillman's another one of these teams that uh, Trey Petty and Devin Merriweather are, are uh, former All-Americans. And Trey Petty uh, was, was you know, close to being uh, player of the year last year in the, in the league. Um, 
and they're second team all league this year. So uh, that just just talks about the how good the players are in this league. When you have uh, all Americans, you know that uh, you know, former All Americans that are, are so far down on the list of gone down on the second team all conference. Well, and the talent, like you said, top to bottom is just out of this world. But I had that circled Merriweather and Petty, two former All Americans that I I think really can kind of maybe spark Stillman. So if we're going to talk dark horses and we're going to talk sleepers in this tournament, I, I'm circling Stillman as a team that might be able to make a run at this thing. Yeah, I, usually I like to counter you, but uh, I'm going to ride with Stillman too. I, I know that uh, Faulkner's at home, uh, but I try to get outside of the top three. And, and I don't think, you know, again, I, I don't want to make anybody mad, but I, I'm hard-pressed to think that anybody outside this, this group, you know, four is going to win this league. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the four seed Stillman with you and, and ride it. Um, we can't can't have a side bet going on every game, so I'll uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be a fanboy with you for for one of these games and uh, join you with the Stillman uh, here on the Stillman bandwagon. Yeah, and in closing, if we want to talk right soul versus gross, uh, really quick, and you're going to ask the former big man from the CCAC who we think should be national player of the year, I think my vote would go to gross. <laughs> No, no biasness in that decision. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, you know, I again, I don't think you can go either wrong with either one of those two. Yeah, I, no. I kind of hope that they do a co-player of the year. I know that probably won't happen, but uh, um, both deserve that uh, recognition. So, 100%. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're we're gonna get tipped off. Uh, actually, this afternoon uh, here, we're gonna have our first game. Not even this afternoon. We're gonna have our first game at 10 a.m. Uh, so, so it's gonna be be uh, here right away. Going here. Um, unfortunately in this league, you do have to, it, their games are behind a paywall. Uh, so you will have to pay uh, for tournament coverage. Uh, but it is, a good, it is going to be a big time uh, tournament here. Uh, and then obviously they're going to turn around and play again on Thursday. Uh, men and women are going to split all day long starting at, uh, the women will start at actually 9 a.m. So the first men's game, uh, will actually be at 1045 on Thursday. Uh, and then they'll go all the way through, uh, with the, uh, Championship game uh, actually will be on Wednesday. Uh, sorry, the championship game uh, will be on Saturday, uh, and the guys' game will be at 6 p.m. So, uh, going to be uh, with like you see when when a tournament is all at one place, um, you're going to know you're you're playing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for a championship. So, uh, you know, buckle up.